Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to stand as we read God's word today. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 29, verses 18. I'm going to read it out of the King James Version first, and then I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation because it speaks a little differently. Proverbs chapter 29, verses 18 says this. It says, where there is no vision. Look at your neighbor and say, vision. The people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he is he. Happy. Are you happy this morning? Then some of you need to tell your face that you're happy this morning. (laughs) Smile really big. Do you know how hard it is to to speak up here when everybody's just like, come on, pastor. Smile. It makes it so much easier on me this morning. So smile really big and say vision. Pray with me. Father, we love you. God, we, we thank you for your word. And God, as we dive into your word this morning, I pray that you would just uh, show us things that we've never seen before, God. Because every time you read the Bible, God, you you, you realize things that you haven't seen before. And God, I I pray that will happen today. God, let your anointing speak through me today, God, because without you, my words are absolutely empty, meaningless. But God, when you show up and you begin to speak through us, God, man, power and things begin to happen like no other. And that's what we want today, Father. And God, we give you glory and honor and praise and all of God's people said, amen. And amen. You can be seated. I want to preach a sermon to you simply called this, All In. All In. This morning, I want to look at God's vision for your life today. And we're not talking about a specific vision that God may be calling you to or calling you towards, but more of a vision in general for all of us this morning, that God has got a purpose and a plan for everyone that's in this room today. Amen. No matter your age, no matter how long you've served the Lord, whether it be a year or 110 years. That's a long time. I, hope, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody in here 110 years old. If you are, man, bless your heart. We need to put you on a mer- uh, the Smucker's jelly jar somewhere and show you off. But there's a vision that God has for all of us here this morning. In Proverbs chapter 29 Verses 18, the New Living Translation says it this way. It says, when people do not accept divine guidance. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. They run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Can I tell you today in this world, there's a lot of wildness going on. There's a lot of people that are running wild. Even in our churches, there are a lot of people that are running wild today. But understand this today, that divine appointment, divine guidance keeps you from running wild. It keeps me from running wild. Divine guidance or wisdom from God keeps me from going out into the community and doing whatever I want to do. Because there are times in my life that I may want to do something that I'm not supposed to be doing. But by divine guidance and God's wisdom, God says, hey, Chad, don't do that. Hey, Chad, don't act that way. Hey, Chad, don't respond that way. 
And in that moment, I'm reminded that, you know what, thank you, God, for divine guidance because I don't want to act like a goofball out there in in society. I don't want to be out there running wild. And so this morning, I want you to know that God has given us vision for every one of our lives. I want to look at four things this morning that has to do with vision. Today, I want you to understand something. You're not here by accident. That God has brought you here today for a reason. And I really feel like God's going to speak to you today if you will open up your ears and hear from Him. Not only just hear it with your ears, but apply it to your heart. Because every single one of us in this room today, whether you've been out of church for a long time or maybe you're running from God or whatever's going on in your life, I want you to understand God has a vision, God has a purpose, God has a plan for your life this morning. And so I want to show you four things that the Bible talks about about vision and what God has for us. Number one, the most important thing is this. you got to know God. you got to know who God is. you got to have a relationship with God. Matthew, I read it this week, and uh, it really spoke to me. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23 says this. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name did we not drive out demons? And in your name did we not perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. I never knew you. Away from me, evildoers. And can I tell you this more? When I read that, that's I was like, wow. Just like right in the gut. Because I want you to understand something this morning. Not every person that says, Lord, Lord. Not every person that prophesies. Not everybody that speaks in God's name. Not every pastor that stands in a pulpit and preaches. If you don't know who God is, you will not get into heaven. And I'm not just talking about knowing about God. I'm talking about actually knowing God. Letting Him live in your life. Letting Him direct your life. I'm not talking about doing church stuff. I'm talking about knowing who God is. The Bible says, I never knew you. I never knew you. So when, we, when we're standing before, Lord, uh, before God one day, and we're doing everything that we can, we're making our case known. God, but I did this. But God, I did that. I joined church on March the 1st. God, I did all these things. God's going to look at you and say, hey, guess what? That's wonderful, but I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. So we've got to learn that we've got to take our relationship to another level. It's not just knowing about God, but it's actually knowing God and having Him live and breathe in your life, in my life. You see, knowing about God is completely different than knowing God. There's a lot of people who know about God. Satan knows about God. Satan can quote Scripture. But I'm telling you today, he's not going to be in heaven one day. He's not. I know where he's going to be. But if, do you know him? There's a lot of people that know about him. There's a lot of people that know about the church. There are a lot of people that attend church. But it's more than doing those things. It's more than just paying your tithes. It's more than just attending church. It's more than doing those things. It's about knowing God. Divine appointment, divine guidance in your life where God is speaking to you and you're listening to Him and you're stepping forward and doing the things that God's called you to do. You see, God is seeking those who are wanting a relationship with Him. 
That's what God is doing this morning. He's looking for people who wants a relationship with Him. He's looking for people who don't just attend church, but they want a true, authentic relationship with the God, our Father, today. That's what He's looking for. You see, Jesus had the hardest time with religious leaders. He had the hardest time with the religious leaders. Why? Because they were never concerned about a relationship with Jesus. It was all about religion. It was all about doing this. It was all about doing that. They never wanted a relationship with Jesus. So can I tell you this morning, if you're here today for religion, throw it away and look for a relationship. Throw the religion away. Well, pastor, you don't wear a suit anymore. (laughs) Throw it away. Throw it away. I want God. Listen, if 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 God calls me to preach in a swimsuit, I will have a shirt on just so you know. If he calls me to preach in a swimsuit, a shirt, and some flip-flops, that's what I'm going to do because it's about knowing him. It's not about a religion. It's not about a denomination. It's about knowing God. The Bible says, I never knew you. I never knew you. So how can I let you into my kingdom? How can I let you into this inheritance? Because I don't know who you are. God wants a relationship with each and every one of us. They wanted to look the part, the religious leaders, they wanted to look the part, but they wanted nothing to do with Jesus. You see, God is wanting you and I to go all in. God is not looking for just head knowledge, but He's also looking for a heart connection. God's asking every one of us this morning, no matter our age, no matter how long we've served God, He's asking us to go all in, all in. Remember when you were a kid and during this time of the year, you, you know, it began to get a little warmer and you wanted to go swimming, right? And you would walk up to the pool or whatever and you'd dip your toe in. And, that's cold. What's the best thing to do? Jump all in. See, some of you today, you, you're still doing this with Jesus. Ooh, that feels good, Jesus. I don't know. Jesus is asking you to just jump on in. Come on in. The water's cold, but I'll, I'll, I'll warm you up. Do you know him today? Do you have a relationship with God? You see, God's vision for me and for you is to have an intimate relationship with Him. Not just to know about Him, but to have an intimate relationship with Him. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 says this. It says, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all of your soul, and all of your strength. God wants you to go all in this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, go all in. He wants you to go all in this morning. Mark chapter 12, verses 30 says this. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. If you're holding on to something and you're unsure, you don't know, I'm not, just go all in. Because I'm telling you, the moment that you go all in, God's going to meet you right there. He's going to meet you right there in your life. He's going to meet you right there in that moment where you decide decide to say, okay, God, here I am. I fooled around long enough. I've done my thing for long enough. I'm going to go all in because I know you're going to be there. You're going to help me through this moment no matter what I face in my life. All of your mind. God says, "I I want you to know me. I don't want you to just know about me. You see, it's hard to get a full experience of something when you're not willing to go all in. It's hard to really understand who God is and get that full experience of who God is if you're not willing to go all in. You see, some of you this morning, you haven't experienced things in God that God wants you to experience. And He says, if you'll come a little closer, you'll get to experience it. You'll get to know who I am. You'll get to understand all these things that, that I have for you. Why? Because you're going all in. 
Get the full experience of God. Because God is full of, of things that we haven't even seen of in our life yet. You see, God wants us to experience all that He has for us. But we got to be willing to go all in and give Him all. I was reminded this week of, of when Peter walked on the water. And I read the scripture and it says that when they saw Jesus walking on the water, what that tells me is that there were other people in the boat besides Peter. The, all, all of his disciples were in the boat, but only one experienced what? Walking on the water. Do you think that the other ones could have experienced it? Absolutely. But you want, they didn't ask the question that Peter asked. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. You see, the other ones just sat there in, in disbelief. They sat there and they were, they were afraid. They were wondering, man, what are you doing, Peter? Don't do that, Peter. You're crazy, Peter. You're going to begin to sink, Peter. Don't do that, Peter. But Peter says, Lord, if it is you, then invite me to come to you. And in that moment, Peter stepped out of the boat. And as he was walking on water, the disciples were watching him. That He was experiencing something that they could have experienced too. But they were not willing to go all in. They were not willing to give God all of it right there in that moment. But Peter says, Lord, if it's you, if it's you, God, tell me to come to you. And in that moment, Jesus says, Peter, come. Jesus invited Peter to get out of the boat. And in that moment, Peter began to walk on the water towards Jesus. He was invited. You see, some of you today, I, feel, I really feel like that God has been inviting you to come a little bit closer. God's, I just, from in my heart, I just feel like God is inviting you to come a little bit closer. But for some reason, you're afraid. You don't know. You're unsure. Guess what? So am I. So am I. I'm unsure of some of the areas that God wants me to go. I'm unsure of some of the things that God wants me to do. But if God is inviting me, guys, then i got to be willing to go all in. Because there's a reason why He's inviting me to go all in. Not just to sit back and look at it but to get to full experience of who God is. See, our churches are full of people that are experiencing what God's doing in somebody else's life. And God says, if you'll just be, go, if you'll just be willing to go all in, then you can experience what, what that person is experiencing. But you got to be willing to go all in. you got to be willing to jump on in like Peter did. God, if it's you, I'm willing to come after you because I want to be closer to you. we got to be willing to go all in for God because God has incredible things for us. You see, for too many people in the church today, we got one foot in the church and we got the other foot in the world. And we're so confused and we don't know what we're doing. And we don't know, all, we're just, every day it's just like we're, we're, we're straddling this fence. We got one foot in the church and we got one foot in the world and we're living this way. And God says, listen, I need you to take the foot that's in the world and put it on this side in me so that you can start experiencing everything that I have for you. That's a good place to say amen this morning. Take that foot off of the side and move it over to where God has called you to live and that is in His presence. Go all in with God and watch God do incredible things in your life. You cannot blame it on God. The blame falls on us. Because though, if we will seek God, if we will go after God, the Bible says that He would fill us up. He would fill us up in our life. So you got to be willing to get, one, get that foot out of the world and live on the other side. For Jesus, look at your neighbor and say, go all in. 
Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 13 says this. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with what? What's the next word? All right, say it like you mean it. All. All your heart. Jesus says, jump on in, all in. You see, God is easily found when we're willing to seek him. God is, will, God is easily to be found when we seek after him. Can I tell you this morning? I want, to, I want to give you a little update about something today. God's not hiding from you. God's not hiding from you today. Sometimes the problem is we're just not looking for him. He's not hiding from Chad today. Sometimes I'm just not looking for him. If you're willing to look for him, if you're willing to go all out or go all in, Jesus says, come on, come on. I got, I got exactly what you need of in your life. You see, when God formed us in our mother's womb, His desire for all of us was not to just know about Him, but was to, is to know Him. I read this this week, and it really hit me home. It says this, God's not looking to date you. He's looking to marry you. Think about that for a moment. God's not looking to date you. He's looking to marry you. He wants full commitment. He wants all in. Everything, boom, right there where he is. He wants to take everything in your life. God's not looking to date you. He's looking to marry you. You see, when we know God we have a tr and have a true relationship with God, it keeps me from living out in the world and running wild. How many of you guys want your pastor out there running wild? Some of you are like, yeah, go ahead, pastor. I don't care. You've got to stand before the Lord anyway. <laughs> Number one, you've got to know God. Number two, you've got to grow in God. It's more than just knowing him, but you got to grow him. Let it grow in your life. I was thinking about those that you may have a green thumb today, but I, I do not have a green thumb. You love plants, and your plants are beautiful. Why? Because you take care of them. They grow because you feed them. You water them. You see, they can only survive for a little bit of time without water. They can only survive for a little bit of time without food. But if that's the same thing that we are. We can only survive for a little bit without Jesus. Can I tell you, you can do this without Jesus for a little bit. But eventually you're going to fall flat on your face. It's, it's not hard to do church, people. Come on. It's not hard to do church. But God says, I want you to grow in me. Grow in me. Know me more. Read the Bible more. Pray more. All these things is, is what develops a better relationship with God. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17. We spoke about this in our Wednesday night class. Paul speaking to the, to the Christians there in Ephesus. He says, he says this. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Paul's praying for this church. He's praying for these people. Guys, I don't want you to just know about God, but I want you to know more about God. I want you to grow in God. I want you to have a relationship with God. I want you to have wisdom in God. I want you to have all the things that you need of God. And if whatever it is that we're looking for, Paul says it's found in one place, and it's in God. Then he says, I pray that your eyes, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. The more we know God, the more we grow in God. You say, you may be here this morning and you maybe you've only served God for just a short amount of time. 
Or maybe you served God for five years or, or 15 years or even longer than that. Can I tell you this morning, it doesn't matter how long you've served God, you can still grow. There's not a person in this room today that says, hey, I've reached my goal in God. No one in this room says, hey, I've got to the place where God doesn't want me to grow anymore. I've got to the place where God doesn't want me to do anything anymore. I've reached that place, Pastor. I've got there. That's, that's, that's false. We're always, God's always wanting us to grow in Him, no matter how long you've served Him. So I have to ask you this question this morning. Has your relationship with God, has it become stagnant? Has your relationship with God, has it become stale? If you want God to do something in your life, if you want to see some growth, if you want to see some change, then you got to be willing to dive in. you got to be willing to go all in with God. See, Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13 says this. It says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Verse 13, he says, But encourage one another today, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by, the sin, by sin's deceitfulness. It says, encourage one another today. Do you know why I had those people come forward for prayer today? So that they will be encouraged in their life. And so you coming forward and agreeing with them, encourage them to know that they're not praying about this situation alone, that you're praying for them and you're praying with them. So it is our job as a church to encourage one another in the love of God. Every single day, encourage one another. If somebody pops to your mind, if you're working or you're at home or you're doing your life throughout the week, if somebody pops to your mind real quickly, send them a text message. Say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. You don't even have to pick up the phone and call them. You just say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. That's encouraging somebody because you never know in that moment they may be feeling down. They may be feeling discouraged. They may be feeling, you know, messed, something going on in their life. And in that text message, they read it and they go, man, thank you. I'm encouraged now. Now I can go on. Now I can keep moving forward in my day. You need to surround yourself with people who are willing to pull you back in when you start to drift a little bit. I remember when, I, when we taught our children to drive, Lord, help us. I remember we left the DMV when we were living in Huntsville, and Logan was driving home, and there was a red light, and it was just red as red could be. <laughs> he goes right through it. I'm like, hey, bud, did you, did you see it? Yeah, but I didn't think I could stop. <laughs> well, you better learn how to, because that will cause a lot of problems in your life if you don't. Dad, it was too close. Well, I don't care how close it is. You better eat those brakes. But I remember as they were driving, and you've all been there, you begin to drift a little bit, right? I'm the world, Teresa, if she was here today, she would tell you, I am the world's worst when it comes to drifting. I look over here, and, hey, hey, Chad, I'm all over on this side, on that side. But you got to understand something. When you begin to drift... You need somebody in your life that will pull you back to the middle. When you begin to go this way a little bit, and we've all been there. We've all done it before. Nobody in this room sits here and goes, well, Pastor, I've never drifted before. We've all been there. But you need that person that will come into your life and say, hey, I got you. Pull you back in, back in the middle of the road because that's where you're safe. You don't need to spend time on the shoulder. You don't need to spend time in the other person's lane because there may be some things that you don't want to see that they do to you. If you know what I'm saying, I'll leave it at that. 
But when they begin to drift, they pulled them back. I, we would pull them back in the middle and say, hey, let's stay. Can I tell you this morning, I don't need people to discourage me because I can do that all by myself. I, there's a lot of times where I don't need anybody to discourage me because I can wake up in the morning and I can feel discouraged in a, in a blink of an eye. So I don't need anybody to say, hey, pastor, you stink. I know I stink. Thank you. You, I already know something that you're telling me now, so you don't have to tell me anymore. I don't need anybody to discourage me. I discourage myself a lot. We all have those times where we've drifted from God, but thankful that we had that person that grabbed us by the coattails and pulled us back in. And I don't know who that's for here today, but I'm telling you, maybe somebody here today is drifting a little bit. You're drifting a little bit, and God says, come on, I put somebody in your life to pull you back. Let's get back in the middle. Let's get focused. Let's keep doing what... God is wanting to do in your life. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 6 says this. It says, surely you need guidance to wage war. And then it says, and victory is won through many advisors. Victory is won through many advisors. In other words, what he's saying is you got to have the right people in your life who will encourage you when you're fighting a battle to see victory because they're there to encourage you in your life. Number three is this you got to discover your purpose. God's vision for you and I is to discover your purpose. Stop trying to get God to step into your plan because you need to step into God's plan. Stop trying to get God to step into your plan. Stop trying to get God to come into your plan. You get in God's plan and watch God do incredible things in your life. Why? Because it's His plan. It's His plan. He designed it. He's the one that set it up. He's the one that put it together. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 says this. It says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Do you know why you were created today? Do you know why you were put on this earth? Do you know why God put breath in you? Do you know why God gave you the things that you have in your life today? It's to do the good works of God. That He set you apart to do. In other words, that tells me that God's got a plan and a purpose for every person in this room today. That you're God's handiwork. That God puts you together. Nobody else designed you but God. God's handprint is all over your life. It's all over your life. God's DNA is all, it's all in your life. you got to discover your purpose. Why you were created. You see, before anybody knew you, before anybody knew you, before anybody laid eyes on you, God had something for you to do. Before anybody knew your name, before anybody would see what you looked like, God had something for you to do. Everybody in this room has something to do for God. It doesn't matter if, if that person's more gifted than you are. It, it doesn't matter. You've got to stop looking at it that way. You've got to look at your life and say, you know what, God, you've given me something that I need to, that I need to use because I'm your handiwork. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 says, Before I formed you in, the, in, in, your, in your mother's womb, he says, I knew you. Before you were born, he says, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before anybody knew you, God has something for you to do. All of us in this room have a, a purpose and a plan. Are you discovering your purpose in God? You see, your purpose here on earth is not to just be, bo to, to be born and die. It's discover what God's called you to do. You see, I, I, I've heard it preached many times before at funerals and, and all these things. And, you know, if you look at the headstone of someone that just passed away, there's a, there's a beginning date and the ending date. 
But what matters is what happens in the middle. It's that little hyphen between when you were born and when you die. See, that little hyphen means you got to discover why God puts you here. You got to find out what God wants you to do in your life. You got to find out what God's calling you to in your life. That little hyphen means your life. How are you living it? Discover who God is in your life. Discover your purpose. How do you discover that? You get alone with God. God, what do you want me to do? God, what is it that you're asking me to do? Where are you calling me to go? All of these things. If, you, if we will do and learn to do that, then we will discover our purpose in why God has placed us here. You see, He created you for a purpose. Psalms chapter 139, verses 16 says this. He says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Think about that. Every day of your life was recorded in His book. It was recorded in His book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Every moment has been laid out by God before any day has passed. In other words, God's got a path that He's wanting you to walk on. He's got a purpose that He's designed Specifically for you. Are you discovering your purpose? Pastor, I don't know what my purpose is. Get along with God. He'll reveal it to you. You see, back in the day when I worked in telecommunications, I worked in it for almost six years. Went to school for it. Got an associate's degree. Got and work, started beginning to work in telecommunications. But as I was working in telecommunications, there was just a stirring in my spirit. And I begin to pray and ask God, God, what's going on? I begin to talk to this person and that person. What's going on? What's happening? Can I tell you, God never spoke audibly to me about being in the ministry, about pastoring, but I felt it in my spirit. So God changed my, my plan. He says, I got a purpose for you, Chad. You, you've done this for a little while. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you into your God-given purpose, what I called you to do. And I can tell you, there's times where I'm just like, God, you could have called somebody else. But he called me. And I remember finding my purpose in that moment. And when I found purpose, I found life. I realized that I'm just not living, but I'm here for a reason. That all of us are there. God, listen, God may never change your, your, you know, your purpose for changing jobs or whatever, but I'm telling you, if God is d- pulling on your heartstrings, if God's asking you to come a little closer, just step out and go all in because you'll never regret it. The best decision of your life is made in that moment. Every moment was laid out before a single day had path, passed. You see, God has a path that, that's, that leads us, that's, that is calling us to go this way. You see, God is calling many of us today in this room to go this way. But for some reason, we're going this way. We're walking in this direction and God says, hey, whoa, let's go this way. You know what you, all you have to do? Is just do a U-turn and start walking in His direction. Because I can tell you this morning, it's never too late. It's never too late to turn around. Well, Pastor, I've had a lot of time in my life already go by. That's okay. You still have time. It's still, you still have time to develop that God-given purpose in your life and find out what God's called you to do. 
You ever been driving somewhere and you were so confident that you were going in the right place and you get there and you find out that you were in the wrong location? But you were so confident. You just, oh, no, I'm going the right place. Leave me alone. I know where I'm going. And you get there and you're just like, I don't know where I'm at. I've got off, I've got off track somewhere. That's okay, let's, let's pull you back in. Some very dear friends of ours was telling us a story years ago about they were taking their youth to a, a youth function in Tennessee somewhere and they got the GPS and they were heading, heading towards the direction or heading to the location. And they get there and they realize, hey, that's not where they're supposed to be. They drove two hours out of the way to go to the east part of Tennessee when they were supposed to be on the west side of Tennessee. And they were already late. You see, it happens to all of us. Sometimes we get so confident that we're going in the right direction. And God says, uh-uh, do a U-turn. Let's go, let's go back in this direction where God's called us to all walk in our life. God's given you creativity. He's given you things that no one else has. Why? Because He wants you to use it for Him. Some of you in this room today, you're so creative. you got a lot of things just flowing in your mind. And Are you using it for God? Whatever God's calling you to do, boom, just step forward and go all in. And the last thing is this. you got to make a difference. I want you to stand with me this morning as we close. you got to make a difference. God's vision for us is to make a difference. God's vision for me is to make a difference. God's vision for you is to make a difference. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10. Let me read it for you again. For we are all God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There's good works that God is asking each and every one of us to do. The Bible is full of ordinary people who made a difference in their culture. The Bible is full of people who changed their world. There are full, the Bible is full of people who made history. And guess what? We're talking about them today still because of their decision to go all in. They made history. They changed their culture. And the reason why is because they accepted God's vision for them. Psalms, one, uh, excuse me, Psalms 39 verse 4 says this. It says, Lord, remind me. Remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that the days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. Can I tell you this morning, life is short. Life is short. And we only have so many days here on this earth that God is wanting to use us in our life. You need to be reminded today that you're not going to live forever. I might not, I, tomorrow may be my day when God calls me home. I pray that's not what happens. But if it's God's plan, I can't control that. All I can do is what I'm going to do with today. That's all I can do is what I'm going to do with today. Are we making a difference? You see, just a few weeks ago, it was all over the news about one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Kobe Bryant and his, and his daughter and seven other people died in a plane crash or in a helicopter crash. I can tell you that when they loaded that helicopter that day, they never thought that was going to be their last day. But life is short. We only have so many days here on this earth to make a difference. And the question is, are we making a difference? Don't waste your days away on things that really don't matter. Don't live your life for your vision, but live it for God's vision. 
Psalms chapter 90, verses 12 says this, Teach us to remember our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Can I tell you this morning is this, is don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back from God. Go all in. Go all in. You will not be disappointed. You will not be like, why did I just go all in? Because God will meet you there in that moment. Whatever God's wanting from you, whatever God's asking from you, go all in. And I close with this. Luke chapter 6, verses 38 says this. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. And then it says this. The amount that you give will determine the amount that you get back. The amount that you're willing to give to God is the amount that you're going to get back. So what God is telling us today is just go all in. Go all in for me. And watch God do incredible things in your life. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning. Go all in. Are we making a difference? Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we have no idea what kind of difference we're making. Or if, if we're even making a difference. If you're living for God and you're stepping out and you're doing the things God's called you to do, I want to encourage you today is this. You are making a difference. You may not see it right now. You may not see the fruit on the tree right now. But the seed has been planted in the ground and you're taking care of it. Only God can bring the harvest. But the seed's got to be in the ground. The seed's got to be watered. So you've got to know God. If you're here today and you don't know who God is, I'm not talking about do you know about him. I'm asking you, do you know him? Can you remember the time where you got down on your knees and you asked Jesus to come into your life? Can you remember the time where you invited God into your life? Where you said, God, I'm a sinner. God, I ask you to come into my life. God, I believe that you will. But God, in that moment, I'm confessing my sin before you. If you cannot remember that time, then today may be your day to know him. I'm glad that you're here today. But I want you to know more about God. I want you to know him as your Lord and personal Savior. So if you're here today with no no one looking around, Pastor, will you just pray with me? Will you just pray with me because I'm not sure. If you're here and you would say that, just lift your hand up and I want to pray for you. Anybody. I'm not asking if you know him. I'm asking you. or I'm not asking if you know about him. I'm asking you, do you know him? Do you know him? Number two is you got to grow in God. Number three, you got to discover your purpose. And number four, you got to make a difference. Those four things is, is God's vision for our life. I want to pray over you this morning before we dismiss in prayer. No one lifted their hand today, so I'm assuming that everybody is okay with Jesus today. So as I begin to pray, I want you to pray. Pray for yourself and pray for the person sitting beside you. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that we have been created, that you have formed us, God. That God, before any days had even passed before our eyes, 
God, that you, you set us on a path or you designed a path for us to, to walk. God, there may be some here, some here today that's kind of drifted away off of that path. God, I pray that you would just grab them by the coattail today and just pull them back in to the path that you've created for them to walk. God, there's not a person in this room that's perfect. God, there's not a person in this room that has accomplished all the things that we need to accomplish in this life. So God, we need to continue to grow in God. But more than that, God, you designed us, you created us for a purpose. But not only that, you created us to make a difference. So God, I pray that would be the heartbeat of every person in this room today, God. Is that we know God, that we're growing in God, that we're leaning into God. That we're discovering our purpose. And that we're making a difference. So God, I I thank you for your message that's been preached today. And I pray that it would take root in our life. And God, I I come against anything that the enemy would want to do. God, once that seed is planted in the life, as your scripture talks about, life comes in and chokes it out. The sun comes up and scorches it. God, I come against that in anything that the enemy wants to do, God, with that seed that's been planted today. So God, I pray that you would begin to not only water it yourself, but you would send people into their life to water it and take care of them, to encourage them, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we're here to make a difference for you. And Lord, we, we glorify your holy name today. And we thank you for all that you're doing. And we thank you for all that you're going to do. I surrender. I surrender all to him. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I just give you my life. All my failures, all my insecurities, all the things that I deal with, my past, all of those things, God, that belongs to you. I surrender it to you today. Father, I thank you. Be with us as we leave this place today. Keep us safe and protect us. In Jesus' holy name, and everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. Turn around and love on somebody before you leave today. Have a fantastic week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.